Planned Human. I'm Adam Foley. And I'm Elisa Romeo. Today, we're going to talk about parenting from soul. Hello, everyone. We wanted to start out tonight by playing you an audio from a viral video that made us laugh really, really hard. Some good medicine for these times. (laughs) It's so good to laugh at these times and keep perspective amid the chaos. Um, Chattanooga, Tennessee, this mother and comedian speaks about how she's feeling right now. Her name's Branilyn Shropshire. Uh, We'll link to her YouTube channel, which is hilarious. And we'll just like let her say it like it is right now. Let us pray. Father God, I am a child. What I am not is a homeschool teacher, God. I'm at home, but Lord, ain't no teaching going on around here. Father God, I am your humble servant. What I am not is a math teacher, God. Lord God, the spirit of Common Core has attacked our household. And right now, the only thing we have in common is frustration and no answer to the math problem, Lord God. I ask that you send down your angels of the carryover, Lord. Teach her that if you carry the one over to the tenth place, you can get the answer, Lord God. Lord God, I am a layman in your vineyard. What I am not is the cafeteria lady, Lord. Yet again, the devil has attacked and sent down a tapeworm onto my child, Lord God. And I need you to help her to understand, Lord, that just because there's a refrigerator don't mean the door got to be open. And just because there's a stove don't mean the eye has to be on. I am not Dennis, IHOP, Shoney's, nor Waffle House, Lord God. Lord God, right now, I need her to understand that if times are tough right now, Lord God, but I see if things continue the way that they are going, Lord God. Not only am I your child, but I'm going to be an inmate because I'm going to jail, Lord God. I, I don't look good in orange. I don't look good in a jumpsuit, Lord God. But, Lord, I ask that you, that you change the way things are going right now, Father God, and bless every teacher because they got a special place in heaven. Ain't no way that I could do it, Lord God. Ain't no way. Amen. 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 So funny. Save us from the spirit of common core. <laughs> Carry the one. Yeah. Carry the one. And I think oh the God. frustration about the kitchen and always cooking right now is so true. I mean, every parent everywhere went from normalcy to now being a homeschool take teacher. care of your kid full time and you know, become a homeschool teacher. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. While also regulating your own emotions and dealing with if there's anxiety that your kids are having and then just the changes of not seeing your friends, not going out, not understanding why they can't go jump on the playground right now. Yeah, every parent could probably have their own month (laughs) of emotional processing that they need. Seriously. And of course, we have to be taking care of these little guys running around. Showing up every day. Yeah, showing up. It's hard. And I think that is... A huge part of parenting in general is showing up. Showing up even if you don't feel like it, even if you're not ready. How do we show up when we have our own stuff going on? And I think it's possible, and that's what we're going to talk about today, is how to kind of... How to show up from soul Mm -hmm. in any times, in all... Even in the chaos. Yeah, in the chaos. 
You had a beautiful metaphor you were talking about earlier about Siddhartha. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So there's so many levels that we could take this on. And I think parents everywhere are desperate for soul connection and some peace in the storm Mm -hmm. to find that quiet in the storm. So, but I think we'd like to start this off talking about how we can talk to our kids about the coronavirus as our first step to this process of this podcast. Uh, And one metaphor I was thinking about is the story of Siddhartha. So Siddhartha is the man who eventually became the Buddha, who became enlightened, who uh, became the forerunner of enlightenment. And he, his story, as legend has it, is that he's he's a prince in this in this walled off community, and he's had all the pleasures of life delivered to him. So he lives in this innocence where he's never seen old age or death or suffering because he lives in this bubble uh, of protection and safety. His father actually sets up his life like that because there's this prediction uh, when he's being conceived that he's either going to be a great king or a great spiritual teacher. And the father wants him to be a great king. So he wants to keep him walled off. From knowing As you're the talking about this, pain and it's reminding me of the ancient story, Disney story of Aladdin, <laughs> where Jasmine is also oh, yeah. walled, off walled off in her palace, yeah. and her dad won't let her leave the palace walls, and she peeks over and she sees the suffering. I, I think yeah. I'm going to have to draw Jasmine connections through the rest of this. Yeah. Well, I'll continue the story as Jasmine and Aladdin. <laughs> and how's her... Obviously, really? we're parents. <laughs> We relate everything yeah, point to made. Disney movies. Yeah. yeah, we do relate everything to Disney movies. Back to the story. <laughs> so so Siddhartha goes out, and the first time he sees an old man and death and suffering, and so this is a jolt to his consciousness. It's uh, He's suddenly, his consciousness is expanded, painfully expanded, and I think that's what's happening to kids a lot right now. It's a little bit of fall from grace. Of... The, they had a normalcy in their schools. This was, they had a certain safety, uh, potentially, and then th- this happened. And so it's a huge adjustment, and they will be looking back at this time and processing it for the rest of their lives. And so it's important we hold their hands through this consciousness growth period where they're coming to understand the world is a more complicated place than they thought it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I think about kids, there you can feel this innocence sometimes in these kids. And then sometimes they're first kind of waking up to the suffering. complexities of life mm-hmm. is through something that's suffering. is mm-hmm. like a grandparent dies mm-hmm. or a pet dies or something that shows them that life is not going to always go on the way that it is currently. And so they have to learn to adapt and evolve with that. And Or, you know, I think a lot of kids will just kind of block out the experience if they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk about the different ways you could talk to your kids and for different developmental stages of where they're at. Obviously, you're not going to talk to your five-year-old the same way you talk to your teenager. And then how do you use soul wisdom to also navigate the unique personalities of each kid? If your kid is predisposed to anxiety, you might want to, your soul might tell you a different way. Yeah, Yeah, a different way to deliver the message. If your kid 
is has somebody lots of questions and is super rational and wants yeah. to is going to be a future inventor and wants yeah. to solve problems maybe it's good to give them like then lots of information when it's if it's technical about the virus if they're yeah. 15 or something yeah you know? some kids find more peace having all the information and mm-hmm. knowing how it changes it's really listening to your intuition about who your kid is, mm-hmm. what they can really handle, and also being aware of the how you deliver it. How yeah. is your emotional regulation as you're telling them? Yeah. Because they'll be looking at you to feel like yeah. how you feel as you're saying yeah. whatever you're saying. Here's another story that I'm going to tell really yeah. briefly, but I feel like it's it pertains to it, is when we had our second son, right after the birth, there was a moment where Elisa started losing a lot of blood and the nurses and doctors carted her off into another room. And I didn't know if I would see her again. I didn't know if she would survive this. They, there was very little information. It was also the first time I was holding our son. The nurse just handed him to me. And so it was this moment of, oh my God, here you are, this miracle welcome to the planet, me looking into his eyes for the first time and feeling the insane miracle that birth is and the love of my life might be dying in the other room but i didn't want to imprint him with my fear right then i didn't want his first moments of life to be plagued with this uncertainty of me of my emotional i was aware that this was his first moments of life and my emotional state Mm -hmm. could really affect him i didn't negatively yeah so i had to connect to the love of the moment and connect to the part of me that was even if elisa dies in the other room i still love you absolutely and i still will be there for you and i think that that's really important during this time for our kids is be more important than academic stuff more important than you know keeping your house clean or them on a regulated schedule is the world is in a state of chaos right now and reminding them that we are there for them and that we love them absolutely and that we still have the miracle of being here. So true. I think that's such a good example because right now these are abnormal times. So you don't need to put pressure on yourself to be normal. You can lower your expectations of your house and your academics in your house and remembering that if you listen to our last podcast we talked about the stages of grief and to listen to that if you haven't heard it because right now the most successful spiritual thing you can do is to not to be happy all the time not to show be a perfect parent with how you're teaching them their math but to just ask yourself how can i bring the love today in this house how can i prioritize my own emotional regulation the energetic atmosphere at the home and teach our kids the lesson of when times are unstable which times will be unstable again they -hmm. will go through a breakup when they're a certain age or they will someone's gonna die like things will happen in life it's guaranteed things will happen but what we can control some of that's out of our control what we can control is how we bring the love today where we seek and look for moments of opportunity where love is available whether that's sweet baking in the kitchen with your kids doing some art together that's not stressful and pressured to be perfect but just like don't sweet. use glitter yeah glitter stay will away make from glitter cleaning the mess will be stressful it will bring it, it into the dark side as much as coronavirus <laughs> it's worse <laughs> might be worse um so yeah i think 
prioritizing your own emotional regulation, which for us is soul journaling. We connect in the morning to what does my soul want to tell me? How am I doing today? Sophia is my soul. I'll ask her. And like, is, is there, do I need something so that I can function well today? Do I need to get a little 15 minute break and meditate or what do I need to do to show up? I like to think about if you boil down what, what our job is as parents, what are we really doing in the parent-child relationship? Yes, we're providing all the physical world needs and all that, but also, you know, a, a stand-in could do that. So what is unique about you and your child, and, and what are you guys here to do? And for me, I think the, the spiritual lesson that applies to all with this is we're creating the foundation of love. We're not telling them that life is always going to be perfect. We're not showing them the, the ultimate best ways they can succeed through business and career and you know make the perfect life for themselves. The highest IQ available Because to them. life is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And, and even if they find the perfect job, are they really finding happiness? There, you know, there's a lot of factors there. So really, if we're boiling down, what is the foundational tool that they're going to use their whole life? And I think that that is the rock, the foundation of love. And that's what family does is when you are really soul connecting as a family, you're creating that that space, that emotional space within them so that they can face the uncertain things in life. They can face the career that doesn't make them happy or the relationship that's bad. Or We really prioritize EQ, emotional quotient, over IQ in terms of how we raise our kids. And I, there's even some studies that are just about predictors of happiness 20 years down the line, 30 years. And it's... it's who's successful later what is success is it having a high paying job or a certain type of relationship or whatever and it's really often about emotional regulation can that person feel their feelings it's very mr rogers it boils down to mr rogers do you have permission to feel your feelings do you have good communication skills where you can kind of ask for help and reflect other people it's just kind of basic stuff. That's why preschool and kindergarten is just, I think, in some ways, some of the most important times in a whole child's life in terms of they talk about the first five years. You're really assessing, am I safe in the world? What kind of Is this a safe universe or a scary universe? Yeah. Have I learned um, safety in my body? Yeah. So. so if you imagine your child has just walked out of their protected village and seen suffering, what would you really want them to know? And, and maybe they don't need an explanation right now. Maybe that they're younger than that developmentally. They don't need the, well, the world is full of suffering, but they need that, that's, that hand-holding mm-hmm. of, I love you and I'm here. And even though that this is emotionally hard, I'm here. And that's why Elise and I talk about emotionally emotional regulation in parents. Because if you are feeling overwhelmed with the sadness or the anxiety and the fear and you're not connecting to your soul that is what you're showing the kids is you're showing them that at these times it's time to panic Mm -hmm. (laughs) at these times it's time to become emotionally dysregulated but the opportunity here and the what we can come to feel grateful for is that we're creating a time where there is no school yeah. Where there is no, where we potentially have to stay home. So we're being literally forced to spend family time. <laughs> and in that time that we can 
be creating this foundation of love in a way that they can remember their whole lives. They might re- they might think back about I, I this think, virus and then say, "Wow, that was some of the greatest times of my life." A with good my chance family. our kids might feel that because yeah. when I look at what their days have been so far, they've just like loved it because we're home hanging out with them. They ha- don't have the pressure of going to school. They're mm-hmm. sitting in the tent in the backyard in the sunshine and doing lots of art and you know trampoline and so I think um we talked today on our walk earlier about how this time feels like it's um stronger on each side of the poles right so it's like it, mm-hmm. it's you can feel the temptation to go really negative but also kind of really positive yeah where for us it's like this is kind of some of the most beautiful times and there's so much suffering in the world and it, you can just see one news story and go into kind of bleak end of yeah. times or and you can also see the beautiful baking in the kitchen that's available this time and all the sweet things that are happening so i think which i think life and death situations do do that mm-hmm. they make you really prioritize the things that we don't mm-hmm. when we have when we are not facing life and death situations i know that's an intense word uh way to put it but what it made me think about is i have a dear friend who went through cancer and it was really um i think it was bone cancer and it was really terrible long experience that went for years and I sat and I spoke to her at one point and she said, you know, it's weird because a part of this is exciting. <laughs> and I thought that was such such a funny way to mm-hmm. phrase it because she was saying it was kind of this being on the edge of death that made this a riveting mm-hmm. experiencing, that made life so much more vivid and alive mm-hmm. and... And I don't think we are all facing life and death situations here, but it is true that it feels like it's on our doorstep. It's an opportunity to really get close to what is most valuable to me in my life. What do I most prioritize and how can I prioritize that in my day right now? Yeah. One thing our kids have been doing a lot is Zoom calls with their friends, and it's been some of the sweetest little conversations. Our five-year-old's been talking like an hour and a half to his two little friends in the morning, and they're just like showing each other their toys. And Mm -hmm. it's amazing how – and they're doing arts and crafts together and eating graham crackers, and it's really hilarious and adorable. And all that said, it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel emotions in front of your kids. It's just modeling how to regulate that. So – I think it's so, you know, sometimes parents are really concerned about showing their vulnerability in front of their kids, but I think it's great to show vulnerability if then you come back with the regulation. So if in a moment you're stressed or something and you're kind of like short with your kid to later that evening say, hey, earlier I was stressed. You might have noticed I snapped. It's because I was feeling overwhelmed and I'm sorry. You're modeling. It's okay to apologize. I'm sorry that I snapped at you, I need to breathe. And our kids yeah. actually do that for us because we t- <laughs> say to them so often, like, looks like you need to take a breath. So if I'm just like hurrying around in the yeah. kitchen or feeling stressed, sometimes our five-year-old will say, mama, it looks like you need to take a breath. And I'm like, thanks, I do. Yeah. yeah. Which is such good conditioning for, for life. Because in the future. what relationship are you going to be in later that you don't need to have those skills? Mm-hmm. Like everybody needs to have the skills of when you kind of emotionally lose your shit to mm-hmm. be able to come back and say, Hey, I was in this state and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm back to my mm-hmm. you know connected state now. And if you're really struggling emotionally, it might be appropriate depending on developmentally of your child to like take some time alone. If you can't cry by yourself in the 
yeah. bathroom. But then you can also sh- model to your child for like, oh, you seem stressed. Yes, I've been feeling stressed, but I also feel really. And then you could say something also like positive or something you're looking forward to in the future. I think it can be good right now for kids to kind of dream like I know our kids are missing restaurants so much so we'll say like when this is over we'll go and get the most delicious sushi dinner it'll be really fun Mm -hmm. so um reminding them that it's not always gonna be like this this too shall pass I think too it's hard with kids to remember to state the obvious Mm -hmm. like uh to just say this is different it's mm-hmm. gonna be different for a little bit. Yeah, we're not gonna go to restaurants for a little bit, and mm-hmm. that's gonna be, you know, that's mm-hmm. not gonna be fun in some ways. But yeah. also, we'll have fun in these other ways. And you and... can't go play on the playground over there; it's roped off. We were yeah. saying the other day how apocalyptic it looks like that the playgrounds are roped off, like baby swings with <laughs> caution it's, tape. It's on very them. bizarre, but also knowing it's really important right now to yeah. not spread the germs, flatten the curve. So. Uh, something I want to talk about today and in general with all soul parenting is mirroring this psychological concept of when we mirror someone, you can mirror someone with just their, their words and reflect back what they're saying. But soul mirroring is really the energetic transmission of, I see your soul and I am present. It's like, be here now. You're like, I am here in the room with you. I'm emotionally noticing where you're at and energetically present instead of yeah. on my phone or doing 10 things at once. I'm... If there's any skill that we would ever suggest, it's that more than being able to give the good advice or emotionally regulate is the ability to mirror and just yeah. say to energetically I be see in a state you. of I see you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I feel you. And if you can do that, that's 98% to me of parenting. It's just yeah. reflecting what they're feeling naming it like you said earlier just Mm -hmm. yeah this is different or maybe this feels weird um that i think because when we mirror we also trust their evolution and we trust their ability this is gonna make me cry this is the problem about being a dad (laughs) um is (laughs) is that they that they can and will deal with so much Mm -hmm. in their lives and grow through it and figure it out mm-hmm. we all had to mm-hmm. there were so many things we had to figure out on our own that our parents couldn't figure out for us mm-hmm. so it's not always about giving them all the answers it's about reflecting where they're at allowing them to be where they're at and allowing them to discover their own answers i think that's so key because it's not about giving all the information it's about yeah. modeling how yeah to be present and be emotionally regulated to some degree in this time so that they can learn that if they come away from this period learning that what a major skill and kind of beautiful opportunity this was for them and us to be able to do that i think and what a unique situation i mean this is not september 11th this is not wildfires it's very unique it's an invisible germ you don't know where it is or when and how it's showing up and so we're all it's all about how we emotionally communicate Mm -hmm. it to the kids and we're forced in this weird time of quarantine it's very if there was ever a universal orchestration that said hey humanity Mm -hmm. let's focus on family Mm -hmm. this is it part of soul parenting is honoring the sovereignty of the soul before you which is what you were just alluding to and also trusting the dharma between the soul orchestration and contracts in the sense of 
you might not know exactly how to parent right now, but I trust that you're meant to learn and you're meant to feel it and you're meant Mm -hmm. to struggle with the questions of parenting you're having today because that is part of your highest soul evolution in this lifetime, how you're learning love through the relationship with your particular family. From the soul perspective, which is always good to get to when you're feeling the turmoil of everything, is from the soul perspective, you signed up for this. And, and that's a particular child. If you have one yeah. child that has a personality very different than yours that triggers you in a very particular way, there's an orchestration there. There's something yeah. you're meant to really be sandpapering up against to really release and understand and grow through and learn. Yeah. And also these times. And because I think so many parents are like, oh, my God, you know, there was nothing about quarantines in the baby books. <laughs> yeah, <seriously. laughs> How do we navigate this? And that you can do this. And if you're listening to this podcast... That means you are at least interested in talking to your own soul, which means that you can do it. Mm-hmm. So it's just taking that time to dial into your soul and that you can do it. And that if there was ever a time to listen to soul, now is it. And a lot of times people get, they psych themselves out with, what does my soul say? They think it's some channeled high vibe psychic mm-hmm. channeling. But really, oftentimes it's what is relief for me right now and especially in this moment when life is so hectic it's like what would bring me relief in the next half hour that's going to be what your soul's saying yeah yeah my doing yoga cosmic kids with your kids on the floor so you get a chance to breathe and stretch your back while they do then that's the soul information yep my soul last few days have just been saying you're doing a good job Mm -hmm. you know i think sometimes we expect soul to be this insightful wisdom that comes out of nowhere but sometimes it's just that reassurance yeah Yeah, it's just an encourager yeah i think one thing that might be good to talk about is like what are we doing well i have a blog i've been working on so i'll publish it with this which is going to be just tips practical tips for parents like websites and specific ways to talk to your kids about this just like details one thing that's challenging to talk about in this podcast is all our kids are different ages and what you say to a five-year-old is going to be very different than an 18-year-old. So in general, we have a five and 11-year-old and we'll talk about what we've done in our doing and some things that have been helping us right now. I think right now we've seen most benefit from being home and baking and Zoom calls and putting the tent outside and lots of art and starting the day with gratefuls of just like what are five to ten things you're grateful for today. And we've been setting an intention of the day of how we want to emotionally feel in the evening. So kind of thinking about manifestation on an emotional level. And that's been super useful for us as parents to just remind ourselves without this, the normal structure of our day to kind of check in. Part of that is because we're monitoring burnout, mm-hmm. right? We can't go to sleep every single night thinking about the end of the world and being able to show up for our kids emotionally. So it's not expecting ourselves to not feel how we feel, allowing ourselves to feel that way as we're feeling it, but setting the intention to feel differently later. And also little fun bits of joy, like the kids love watching America's Funniest Videos. That's like a funny thing we all do Mm -hmm. to just do the brighten the vibe i watched princess bride the other day with my five-year-olds fast-forwarding some of the more intense scenes and he thought it was like the most hilarious thing 
my name is Inuka Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. He's going around the house oh my God. <laughs> saying that. How, he liked the sword fighting for? scene for a while. Um, let's talk about what we've told our kids at 5 and 11 and then yeah. like maybe some different age, what you would tell different yeah. kids at different ages. So our five-year-old, the first time I felt it was time to to talk about what was happening was I took him to the park across the street and there was things taped off and there was so many less people and this is it's not like a playground this is five acres and you know so you can find a little secluded it's more spot than five acres oh yeah, yeah. Big. something big yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyways he looked around and noticed there was no cars and no people and he said what is happening <laughs> like it was the first time he emotionally digested that there that, that there was a big change mm-hmm. happening and so that to me was the first time I was yeah, like, "Oh, this said is it like not, that, right? Yeah. Like, what is happening?" Yeah. So that was the first opportunity that I saw. Otherwise, he wasn't really interested. You yeah. Know, with a five-year-old, they're running. Well, around he was the making house. jokes about. It. He was like, "Coronavirus," yeah. making it a song, running yeah. around like they just heard the word, but all it meant to them was no school. Yeah. So that was the first time that I felt that I should talk to him and be like, "Yeah, this is different. What's happening?" And I explained that as best I could in in terms to him that you know the schools are closed so they're they because they don't want these germs to spread so it doesn't really make sense if that's closed that everybody's meeting up at the park and spreading these anyways so that's why there's less people here so the most kind of basic way I could explain why things felt this way and then I said something about like things are you know this is different and it will be different uh but we also have the park to ourselves Mm -hmm. and let's go play under these trees and and, and finding some fun in that too. And then, of course, our 11-year-old needs a much more in-depth explanation other than we're just preventing germs. Like, why is this so severely we're preventing germs and all that? Uh, and also, with the kids, what I have to keep in mind is, and I think everybody in, to some extent, is how much they sponge up that you don't realize. Mm-hmm. They're kind of, they're so much, they're so much more aware. Yeah then they let on because yeah, yeah. <laughs> kids can so easily be distracted by whatever the next fun thing is that they're not taking pause to tell you what they're emotionally going through. And so with the 11 year old, even though he wasn't bringing it up, I was like, I want, you know, we should talk about this. Cause but we're a we house found... where we don't really play like the news. Yeah. It, they don't hear the news and things like yeah. that. So it would, their exposure to the information would have been at school beforehand, yeah. their friends, so for him, I know that he's going to hear about this. And I and so I thought about what are all the things he's going to hear about and then how do we address this first as yeah. a family? And we did it over dinner and we talked about it and we talked about what was different about this. and But just what was most important was our emotional states. Mm-hmm. If we were in a state of fear. It's not what oh you're saying. Oh my God, the world is ending. It's you know, how you're yeah. saying it. Yeah, so and... He, he was very comforted to just have the information Mm -hmm. in a calm way. He's like, Oh, this is what happening. Cause before it was this confusing thing. Mm -hmm. And remember, so one thing we did for handwriting practices were writing letters to family members and friends. And our 11 year old who likes Minecraft drew a picture of a face with a mask and wrote, keep, calm and play Minecraft, play Minecraft (laughs) with a Minecraft guy wearing a mask. 
And uh, I didn't even know he knew the, about the Keep, keep Calm, calm. And Carry yeah, On. Yeah, and then I said, How do you know about Keep Calm and Carry On? Do you know what that's from? He's like, Oh, yeah, World War II. Yeah. And, he's and a we're like, history How do you buff. know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and I think both of our boys are pretty unworried and affected because they don't know a lot. Um, but I think, you know, if you have an older kid, again, it's just so intuitive because I don't think there's just like one stock answer for 15 year olds or 18 year olds. I think it's really feeling into your particular child, but being developmental appropriate in terms of like addressing their concerns or thoughts. You know, as we're talking about this, I'm trying to feel into the audience and feel what all the kids need because it's easy to say our own examples, but our kids are unique and so is everybody. And that's the beauty of doing soul uh, dialoguing and journaling and getting to know your own soul is you start to pick up on the soul essence of other people and start to get hone in on what they really need and what their soul is learning and growing through. So I would say the metaphor right now is is your kid at is your kid at Siddhartha level stage of development where they are ready to hear about a little bit of suffering and a little bit of death in a loving way that's an expansion of their consciousness are they developmentally ready to sit with deeper and more complicated truths or are they at the level of what i was talking about where they're still just waking up to the world and need to know with uh, my son with the birth story talked about earlier of knowing do they need to be shown and modeled that life is beautiful and a beautiful experience so it's about finding the in-between of that spectrum and where your kids at even if you're sharing about some of the hardships in the world making sure you're creating a lot of comfort and safety and grounding energy within that how you're saying it isn't overwhelming you're taking breaks you're breathing you're feeling your body in a sense of maybe moving around rolling on the floor feeling your back whatever you need to do so that you're not speaking faster and faster and Mm -hmm. going more into overwhelming information. I think where parents get caught up a lot is they often ask themselves, how can I present this the best way? How can I, what's the best parenting technique here? When I think the better question to ask is, if I were a kid, what would I need to hear right now? And so it's almost a self-parenting technique and looking at your own inner child of Mm -hmm. if my inner child was really afraid right now, what would they need to know? So all of this advice, you can always also turn back towards yourself. I think that's a great question of all of us to think about if Mm -hmm. I was young and this was happening, how would I want it to be explained to me? Yeah. So I think... And maybe your kid might be a little different because their personality difference, but I think that gives a really nice idea (laughs) an orientation of safety and comfort so i think a good way to end this would be with a little meditation for the parents because we all need a little spiritual tether during these these times and also i just want to give a shout out of if you're a parent during this time you are doing this spiritual heavy lifting and to know that spirituality is not always the guru on the mountaintop that doesn't have a family or kids <laughs> yeah. they're enlightened because yeah. there ain't no kids around yeah <laughs> 
very easy it's to, hard to be yeah. enlightened yeah with wayne, the children yeah wayne dyer had some quote about that it was like the buddha never had to go on a five-hour plane ride with his kids yeah ram so, das would talk about that yeah. too which is we're talking about the buddha yeah <laughs> so the buddha was not quarantined it's easy to be enlightened yeah. when you're not home with your family at thanksgiving yeah, yeah. So anyways, let's... And now you're all day long, every yeah. day in your house with your family. Yeah. So this is a, an endurance test, a spiritual endurance test. But if you're doing it, you signed up for it, you can handle this. And we'll uh, do this little meditation to give you a little soul connection during these times. So if everybody could just take a moment, uh, you might be out and about, so you don't need to find a place to sit. But if you're home and you need to sit down for a second to just take a break. Nobody's out and about, everybody's home. Oh, good point, good point. (laughs) Wherever you are. (laughs) And we're just going to first bring awareness to our breath. It's that slight change in perspective of becoming aware of the breath that just automatically starts to slow it down. And as you breathe in, imagine breathing in love and goodness and soul energy, the good things out there in the universe. And as you breathe out, releasing worries, anxiety, stress. And first, just stating to yourself that these times are difficult. These times are challenging and different we're all going through our adjustment period. And then setting the intentions of connecting to soul. So state in your mind, I'm ready to talk to soul. I'm willing to talk to soul. I want to hear my soul. And then asking the question in your mind to your soul, what do I need to hear right now? What gift do you have for me? All we can do during these times is remember love. Just remember what is true, ultimately, no matter what is happening in life. No matter if life is joyful and perfect, our life is chaotic and feels destructive. What is always true? Breathing into the moment, allowing any to come just notice them be with them and be a parent to those emotions your soul is the part of you that is all loving and all wise and has the maturity to be a parent to those emotions so what does your soul want to let you know about what you're feeling 
And when you're ready, open your eyes, come back to the room or wherever you are. Thank you all so much Thank you guys. for tuning in today. Bring the love today. Thank you.